Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. All-inclusive vacations make life easy with endless eats, bottomless drinks, and never-ending fun. So booking an all-inclusive vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. Book your all-inclusive getaway with Apple Vacations and receive exclusive perks at select resorts. You'll find the best deals to Hyatt, Zalara, Riviera Maya in Mexico and enjoy a selection of exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Turn on easy mode at applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Visit applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. It's week 12 in the National Football League, and we have three very, very good games, all with possible playoff implications as we enter the final third of this NFL season. Get George on Twitter, at George Reister. You can find me on Twitter, at Dan Beyer on Fox. As you heard Ralph Irvin say, the Packers are up on the Rams, and not only that, Green Bay stuffed L.A. on a fourth and short, so Green Bay took over the ball in Rams territory. The good news for L.A. is they got a stop on third down, so it's likely going to force Green Bay into attempting a field goal. But that's where we are in the late windows. We will keep you up to date of everything that's going on in Green Bay, in Denver, and in Santa Clara, where the Niners are taking on the Vikings. But we actually start in Southern California, and it has nothing to do with the Rams or the Chargers, and it has everything to do with USC. George Reister, Lincoln Riley, Set to become the new head football coach at USC, leaving Oklahoma. It's huge breaking news in the world of sports today. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. It, it, well, actually, I should say it was unbelievable until I found out why he was leaving. <laughs> then it made more sense. So I've heard from multiple people about this that 
for Lincoln Riley, this was about him not wanting to go to the SEC, that he wasn't happy that Oklahoma was moving. And then that gave him a wandering eye. He was still considering leaving. I'm sorry, staying at Oklahoma. But then it's funny because I follow recruiting very, very closely. And they had built up a ton of momentum in the offseason. And then all of a sudden, a few weeks ago, their momentum stopped. And I was like, why aren't they bringing as many kids in on trips? Like, it's like, what the hell's going on? And But you don't think too much of it because it's Lincoln Riley. And then when yeah. the rumors to LSU started, I was like, oh, that makes sense. And then after the fact that he took the USC job, I was like, bro, are you kidding me? This dude really did a a master class on like, because you can't convince me Dan that after the Oklahoma state game last night, when he was asked about the LSU rumors that his camp wasn't the one who started though, those rumors. Sure. To to throw him off the scent. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Misdirection. Throw it off here. I always reference a show that's 50 years old. That's the Brady Bunch. And I apologize to anybody who's probably under 35 that has no idea what I'm talking about. But there was an episode where Greg Brady did not use or wanted to use exact words with Mike Brady. And at some point, you know, Mike, the dad, knew that it was going to catch up with Greg of using exact words and exactly what he meant. It wasn't of implying anything, and it was exact words. And when I look at Lincoln Riley's quotes from last night and hear what he said after the game, and I know that you pointed this out on Twitter as well, but the I'm not going to be the next head coach at LSU is very specific. And he Mary. wasn't lying. He wasn't lying. No, he, he told was not the truth. Going- yes, he did tell the truth. And then after that, kind of ex- you know, and went on to expand, saying, "Hey, things are changing. Love our administration. Uh, no concerns there. No concerns about our AD, about our president. You know, these are conversations we're going to have yearly." And that was kind of you know pretty vague about that sort of stuff. It wasn't of I'm committed to Norman. It's I have good relationships. And so now, when you could pick apart those comments, you kind of s- scratch your ahead and say yeah something something was going on but he was very very exact with that and 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 George to even look at it of the LSU and the Oklahoma scenario if it came down to those two schools I was still would rather be at LSU than I would be at Oklahoma moving ahead in the future that's you the would? job that I would Why? yeah well I mean if they're both going to be in the same conference I just think that LSU has a lot more opportunities and is more of a more See, of a fertile recruiting ground than cuz you could still recruit the whole state of Texas you could still recruit Alabama and those areas if you need you've got New Orleans and, and Louisiana as your backyard I'd still rather recruit those spots but now when you look at what you could do at USC and the amount of money that he's likely going to make. I hate to say it, but it's almost a bit of a no-brainer that you would end up taking this job if you're Lincoln Riley. No way, bro. It's not a no-brainer because, okay, see, it it does make a lot of sense, though, because if you look at the fact that he's been able to, um, you know, like, recruit California very, very well now. Like, he's got one of the top quarterback recruits committed in the country in uh, Malachi Nelson and then one of his wide receivers as well from Los Alamitos and Relique Brown. Like, he's already recruiting California extremely well, so he was like, yo, I might as well go out there and then I'll venture out and find some linemen. But this is by far 
when we talk about power moves, this was the best hire that UFC that USC could have possibly made to a win the press conference and also to guarantee. Absolutely, I think that we can say that Lincoln Riley is going to put USC in a better spot than he than they are already in. Yes, I would say that in the next five years. If you were to say in the next five years, how many Pac-12 titles do you think would be a good number for Lincoln Riley and USC? That talks about your program, Oregon, being involved, obviously. I mean, Utah, who's in the Pac-12 title game this weekend. Say that, I'm going to say none because, okay. uh, because I mean, Oregon has a big head head start here, but but I do believe that Lincoln will do well at USC. But Chip Kelly is getting UCLA rolling. Like it, it's not just a layup anymore. Like that, like that you're going to walk in and okay, now he's Pete Carroll is going to win the uh, win the conference every year. No, it's going to take him a while to recruit this roster. Their defense is still going to be bad next year. So it's going to be a matter of who comes with him and does he keep Dante Williams? All sorts of stuff. It is, it's a, there, there's a lot. Matthew Stafford's just hit Van Jefferson for a 79 yard touchdown pass and catch at Lambeau Field, and the extra point is good, so the Rams get within three of Green Bay, 10-7 early in the second quarter. But to continue this conversation about the Pac-12, though, George, in, in your tweet, and by the way, I encourage everybody to go and retweet George's tweet on the information that he has about uh, Lincoln Riley, of him not being happy about the SEC, get him at George Reister on Twitter. If you were to say, Lincoln Riley, how many championships are you going to win or SEC championships in the SEC, whenever they end up making the move there, it is it is a much easier path in the Pac-12. And that can even include your point of Oregon already being established and maybe UCLA is getting better. It's just the path of winning an SEC title is so difficult with how good Alabama is, how good Georgia is right now. Like, none of this is groundbreaking stuff. So to even have the opportunities, and they may not win one in the first couple of years, but you would have to think that after year two and year three, that not only would they be in the conversation, they would be yes. considered one of the front runners for it. So so just the, the, the opportunity to win in the Pac-12 and, and win that conference is obviously just much easier. And again, I'm not saying anything that anybody doesn't know right now, but when you look at it, that's what makes it kind of the no-brainer for me is you're going to be running in and banging your head against the wall trying to navigate an SEC that you weren't too thrilled to be there in the first place if you're Lincoln Riley. Now you've got a much better opportunity and path for success and a lot more money with it at uh, at USC. That's yeah, I mean, and we weren't sure if Pac-12 teams were going to be willing to spend this type of money, but Lincoln Riley's already very well paid. I wonder how, I can't wait to see the details to see how much it actually cost him to get him to come. The other funny thing about this is it also says something about the NFL. Because Lincoln Riley's name would have been brought up in NFL conversations. And maybe maybe not with the Dallas Cowboys anymore with the success that they're having. Or if, if they do make a move, maybe it's Kellen Moore being promoted to be head coach at some point. Maybe they aren't in the conversation. But there could have been vacancies in the NFL that would have been knocking on the door of Lincoln Riley. And he instead chooses to stay in college football and, and coach at USC. 
different, maybe just different, you know, what is it, the uh, the uh, different strokes for different folks sort of thing. Maybe that's what Lincoln Riley wants to do. But I also think it does have make a bit of a comment on the NFL and what life would be like in the NFL and making that jump from college to the NFL that Lincoln Riley would rather stay in college football than go to the pros. It, it, it's a big deal. This is a huge jump. And this actually shakes up the balance of power because now Oklahoma, which is a really good job as well, is going to be looking to steal somebody else's coach as well. And and it's funny. The reason why this came so out of left field is because you already had James Franklin sign an extension. You had P.J. Fleck, um, uh, Hugh Freeze. And, and a few other coaches. Oh, Dave Aranda down at Baylor, who was going to be a hot name too. A bunch of guys signed extensions. So you were like, whoa, 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 who's going to be available? And USC finally found a coach that was going to um, to to be able to do it. The the other part, Luke Fickle's name also in Cincinnati over the last couple of days. Word was out that he was going to stay at Cincinnati. At least that's what we had. That's what we had heard. That's what reports were saying uh, uh, out of uh, southwestern Ohio. So there was that opp- uh, opportunity and option off the table. Adam Schefter of ESPN did tweet, and uh, did you see Schefter's tweet? I'm, I, if you did, it's okay. Yes, I laughed. Tell at everybody, it. I laughed. Yes, at the it. the tweet was that Oklahoma would be targeting Cardinals head coach Cliff Kingsbury, who only has one year left on his current deal. I I listen. I've been oh, critical. and the best team in the NFL. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> who's who? Who could be like they're right now the number one seed of the NFC. So yet you're gonna you're gonna have a team that could be a Super Bowl caliber and then want to ditch that to go back to the college game where you weren't successful. Like Cliff Kingsbury has the last laugh on so many people because of how things have turned out in his NFL career so far. So why he would want to reverse any of that, I have no idea. But yeah, I I was gonna tweet. Out that Bill Belichick uh, was a target of Louisiana, but I felt too many people were actually would believe in, in what I was saying. But that's how absurd that I, I just yeah. There's no way Cliff Kingsbury is going to Oklahoma. It's not going to happen. Out of chance in hell. No, no. And, and, I mean he he would literally have to punch the get get in a fist fight with the uh, Arizona Cardinals owner for him to end up taking that job. I mean, there, there are, I guess some paths to that happening, but they all involve extremeness. Oh man. Hey, George is, uh, George is a kid wants to get in on the conversation. Huh? George is, is that what's going on? The household is going crazy because of the shakeup of the pac 12. (laughs) Remember, remember the, uh, the, the mic can't be muted when the baby's got something to say. (laughs) Cannot happen. Cannot happen. Uh, Get George on Twitter at George Reister. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Byer on Fox. Adam Thielen has caught his second touchdown pass of the day from Kirk Cousins. The Vikings have a lead against San Francisco 14 to 7 early in the second quarter. Mentioned Green Bay giving up that long touchdown pass to Van Jefferson. Well, the Packers offense trying to make up for it. They are in the red zone driving, facing a first down and 10. And now A.J. Dillon's carried it for about five yards. So it's going to be second down for Green Bay at the Rams nine yard line. 10 7 Packers with 11 minutes to go until halftime. Under five minutes to go in Denver. The Broncos have a lead on the Chargers 14. Nothing in that one. Javante Williams, the latest score for Denver, Denver on a nine-yard touchdown run. It is Week 12 in the National Football League, and coming up next, we'll give you the latest of what's happening in the world of fantasy. And is it better to be rewarded for being bad 
than the other way around? We'll talk about it next year on Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. What up, everyone? It's Lunchbox from the Bobby Bone Show, and I'm here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car, like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive. You can count on your new Camry to get you anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my day. That's my This is Fox Red Zone Radio. And we've got the plays that you may have missed. Play action. Kirk with a bootleg out to the left. He'll fire to Thielen. Touchdown! Adam was uncovered. And he has two touchdowns. Likewise for Kirk. That one goes for 21. 
now. Back live to the studios of Fox Sports Radio. This is Fox Red Zone Radio. He's George Reister, the six-year NFL vet. I'm Dan Bayer. That highlight there, courtesy of KFAN Minneapolis and the Vikings Radio Network, as Minnesota continues holding on to their seven-point lead, 14-7 over the Niners, nearing the midway point of the second quarter. Drew Locke is in at quarterback for the injured Teddy Bridgewater. Locke of the Broncos right now, a 14-0 lead on the Chargers, nearing the two-minute warning. And Green Bay has just muffed a punt, and it appears to have been recovered by the Rams, which would set up the Rams in a golden opportunity to maybe put some more points on the board 13 to 7 is the score. Green Bay on top of LA with 8.13 to go, but the Rams are going to be able to uh, add some points. They haven't really been able to get the offense going a ton today outside of that big play to Van Jefferson. Odell Beckham Jr. has just one catch for about five yards, had it on the, uh, the previous drive or the drive prior to that punt. So the Rams kind of need to get things going a little bit against the Green Bay defense. That's, a, I think, a little – I shouldn't say a little better. I think they're a lot better than people actually view Green Bay's defense considering uh, the losses that they've had this season. Green Bay's defense has played pretty well, but the Rams right now, George, just needing to, to get back on track track after their embarrassing performance that they had against the uh, the 49ers on that Monday night game where San Francisco just basically ran over them had a bye to kind of kind of cool their jets a little bit maybe try to reorganize everything but coming out a little flat against Green Bay today yeah yeah and this is the part that makes the NFL so incredibly interesting is just that you have like how big the matchups are, what like the the time of day people play, the location, like all the all of these things matter so much. Like mm-hmm. that they're not even uh that that it's not just a, you know, best team plays best team. No, it matters yeah. where, what time of year, the conditions, who's healthy, who's not, all sorts of things. So I'm you know, I like it. It's so true because just in I- Let's just take this Rams-Packers game, for example, because there is so much here just for this game. And I actually think there's a lot and a lot in common that the Rams have, that the Chargers have, that the Vikings have, who all play in this in this late window. But specifically for the Rams and Packers, one of the narratives coming out of last year's playoff push was what would have happened if Aaron Donald was actually healthy for the Rams in that in that divisional playoff game? And remember, he hurt his ribs the week before in their wild card win against Seattle. And Aaron Donald was not 100%. And there are some that felt that the Rams would have had a much better chance of beating Green Bay that day if Aaron Donald would have been healthy. Well, so now you have a healthy Aaron Donald. You've also made your change at quarterback. And let's be honest, the Packers have gotten the best of Matthew Stafford uh, throughout his career. So now Stafford, who wants to show what he can do with his new teammates, can end up maybe making a case you know, for himself to say, hey, this narrative is different. This is a different narrative that we have here. So just on that level, for the Rams, it's different. And then now it's late November, and while it's not pouring snow and you're dealing with any blizzard, it is a colder temperature game that you're playing in Green Bay. It is in prime time. A lot for the Rams to prove to show that they can handle going up against Green Bay. So just even in that matchup, if this game was in L.A., I I don't think that half of those things are in play here. But I think because the game is in Green Bay, it's where they played last year and, and everything I mentioned, I think it's a much bigger game for the Rams. 
Oh, oh, it, oh, it definitely is. And um, and so was Cooper Cup, not only catching t- touchdowns, but he just threw a touchdown on like a a backwards pass. Uh, yeah. Uh, to a to, to to Van Jefferson, but um, oh, turns it looks out like Van Jefferson was not in. He had yeah, that's what I didn't say with, anything. I, I didn't say anything because they are reviewing it. But to that point, oh, that's definitely it, not going to be a touchdown. Yeah, it was. It was not. It would have been Van Jefferson second, but they're going to rule him out. But trying a little trickeration and a little trickeration also then shows you how important it is for the Rams to end up making a statement against Green Bay today. There are always going to be critics of Matthew Stafford until he goes in the playoffs and wins game for the games for the Rams. And even then, it's not going to be enough because guys like you will say, "Well, Jared Goff took him to a Super Bowl. You know, Matthew Stafford's got to do that. And then if he does take him to a Super Bowl, he better win that Super Bowl because it's." still wouldn't have been there's always going to be something about Matthew Stafford being said however if you win this game you go to Green Bay and you you right your wrongs from what you had two weeks ago against the 49ers and you knock off a Packers team I think that would get some of those who like to criticize Matthew Stafford uh, you know have them back off a little bit because this would be a a resume building victory for Matthew Stafford it wouldn't complete the resume but it sure would be nice to have if you're the Rams quarterback Oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. If you're the Rams quarterback, as you're Matthew Stafford, you do have obviously uh, an abundance of weapons, and and I think that even in uh, Robert Woods' absence, just just the fact that you've had you know Reynolds be able to step step up and play so well, and you didn't even need OBJ is like a big deal. Yeah, Jefferson, I think you meant. Josh Reynolds yeah, yeah, is, yeah, yeah. Yes. He's, he's gone. Correct. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> he's, he's not with the Lions. He, because he, he used to be number 12, too. <laughs> he, it's, it's, a, it's a moving part. It's musical chairs. The numbers stuff just really messes with me as well. So he's George Reister. I'm Dan Bayer. We'll go around the NFL after uh, – we'll head to the news desk with Rolf Irvin and do that. But after we get a look at what's happening in the world of fantasy football in Week 12. Go, 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 go! Fantasy hits and misses. I knew I threw the guys off a little bit there and where we were going, but it's also because we are watching the hot stove that's cooking in Major League Baseball. And I know that Ryan Bershinger, Ryan Bershinger, our executive producer, so much wants to talk about the signings in the MLB. You know what? We will even allow you at some point, Bersh, in this report to tell us any big signings that may happen to Major League Baseball. How about that? Okay, great. Great. Yeah, I'll, there you go. I'll do that. Because you're the only one. You're about one of five guys that care about baseball right now. Thank you. So, uh, all good. right. Let, let's go and look at some fantasy numbers for Week 12. What do you got? Well, first off, your top scoring quarterback of the day. Now, Josh Allen and Dak Prescott are still the top scoring quarterbacks on the week. But number three is Mac Jones, who went 23 of 32 for 310 yards and two touchdowns. Also had two rushes for 11 yards on the ground. So he's your top-scoring quarterback on this Sunday. Leonard Fournette, your top-scoring running back on the week now. A huge game for him. 17 rushes, 100 yards, and three touchdowns on the ground. Seven catches on eight targets for 31 yards and a touchdown through the air. Your top-scoring wide receiver on the day. Now, I want to take a little bit of credit here, Dan. Because okay. on our most recent episode of I Want Your Flex, uh, I, I stepped in a little bit with for the traveling Mike Harmon. Yes. And I talked up Jalen Waddle. Yes, he did. Sure enough, is your top scoring wide receiver of the day. 
uh, nine catches on ten targets. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Yes. Uh, I am the fanalist, so I, I deserve some credit <laughs> here. Uh, nine catches on ten targets for 137 yards and a touchdown for Jalen Waddell. And your top-scoring tight end on the on the day is Jack Doyle. Six catches on seven targets for 81 yards and a touchdown for Jack Doyle. Dawson Knox is still your top-scoring tight end for the week. Now, looking at our misses, well, of course, before we do that, yes, Marcus Simeon signs a seven-year, $175 million deal with the Texas Rangers, thereby taking away an option for potentially Corey Seager to leave the Dodgers. Looking at our, miss, <laughs> our misses today, uh, big names in fantasy misses today. We're going to start off with Jalen Hurts, 14 of 21 for 129 yards, three interceptions. He did have eight rushes for 77 yards on the ground, but not a good day for a guy who in plenty of leagues came in as QB1 this week. Christian McCaffrey, who was probably the top pick in your fantasy draft, 10 rushes on 35 yards today, no catches, only one target, uh, currently outside of the top 30 at running back on yeah. the day. And, and also may currently be in a walking boot, according to reports, Oof. after that after that game with the, uh, the Dolphins oh, today. Oh, boy. Uh, Chris Godwin, another miss on the day. Uh, the Bucks' offense was working mainly through Leonard Fournette, so four catches on five targets for only 24 yards for Chris Godwin. And Dallas Goddard, who recently got that big contract, of course, with Jalen Hurts' tough day, uh, one catch on three targets for zero yards for Dallas Goddard. And those are your fantasy hits and misses. Jalen Hurts missed a lot today for the Eagles. Uh, three interceptions in that loss to the uh, to the Giants. A, a tough one for sure. And again, Ryan Bershinger will be giving you any baseball information because, again, one of about five guys that are caring right now. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, baseball fans. But with what's happening in college football and what's going on right now in the NFL, uh, so much to focus on. What is happening in Green Bay is Odell Beckham Jr. had an opportunity to convert a first down for the Rams, a little slant route had the first down George on a third and three but then as soon as he would was hit ended up uh, losing control of the football incomplete pass so the Rams have to settle for three but OBJ this is the point of the OBJ conversation where it's we don't even need you to make the one-handed amazing catches in the end zone we just need you to make catches period and that was a big one that he did not convert with the Rams yeah yeah and and Granted, he's still getting his feet wet, but his feet getting his feet wet does not include uh, dropping footballs. So, yeah. so I think that that's important to uh, to a uh, note is that you still expect while he's getting used to um, everything you know Rams re related, he's still got to you know catch the football. It reminds me of a couple of years ago when the Seahawks did have Josh Gordon in the limited number of games that he played for them. But on third downs, Russell Wilson would look for Josh Gordon. You want to know why? Because Josh Gordon's a professional wide receiver and catches the football and does so with his hands. And on third and ten, you would look for the guy that you know is going to catch the football. And uh, there have been times this season that Odell Beckham Jr. has not done that. And this was another opportunity where the Rams instead had to uh, attempt a shot at three points. Uh, did they get that attempt? Let's go to the news desk for all the latest of what's happening in Week 12 in college football. Ralph Irvin has all the answers. What's going on, Ralph? Well, in fact, it was a 38-yard field goal for Matt Gay, and that makes it a 13-10 Packers lead over the Rams. 7-20, 7-15 to play in the second quarter of this matchup. In fact, uh, everything in the second quarter right now 
where the Chargers have finally reached the end zone. Austin Eckler, a 12-yard touchdown catch. 31 seconds to play in Denver. The Broncos still with a 14-6 lead. PAT still to come. Minnesota, a 14-7 lead over San Francisco. 8-10 to play in the first half of that contest. Kirk Cousins, 11-15, 133 yards, two touchdowns so far. Jimmy Garoppolo, not so good. 3-8, of eight, 61 yards and one interception. We've talked about it. The new head coach apparently at Southern Cal will be Lincoln Riley leaving Oklahoma. Multiple sources are reporting that. Also, Florida getting a new head coach as they bring in Louisiana's Billy Napier. He'd been with the Raging Cajuns the last four years. Duke has fired their head coach, David Cutcliffe. And since you mentioned baseball, one more for you. Avisail Garcia going to Miami. Four years, 53 million dollars oh and one more note that we see out on the twitter sphere since we're talking college football yeah yeah let's hear it lane kiffin tweeting a picture of a bmw with a louisiana license plate <laughs> oh boy oh boy it it's going so, I, I, we'll just see uh, now you've got me curious. Now I am going to Twitter. I am going to do this as we are talking on this show. Uh, Lane Kiffin. Maybe he's maybe maybe he, what he's oh. saying is that this is my guess, George. Let's decipher this: that he's in Louisiana recruiting. Like the day, the, you know, a couple of days after the Egg Bowl, while LSU looks for head coaches, he's saying. I'm in Louisiana. I'm going to take a picture of this car ahead of me that has Louisiana plates. That would be that would be my way of guessing on on what Lane Kiffin was trying to say. Maybe. Not that no, could be a maybe. Not that he is going to take the Louisiana State job. That would be my guess. What do you think? Um, man, look, no, he's not taking that job, but he may have made a big mistake by tweeting somebody's license plate out, though. It's <laughs> true. I mean, yes. like, like he's like, there are going to be people who are going to be looking up to see who this person is. But I mean, I guess you do always like that. Anytime that you're driving around, your license plate is visible. So I guess it may, may not be that big of a deal but people are gonna see who that is that lane keep that lane kiffin uh that he tweeted the license plate out but let, let listen lane kiffin he does these sorts of things he trolls like this so i don't th- i mean we don't know what any of this means because nobody expected lincoln riley to be announced today but i but what i do know is is that it would have been very 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 interesting had they won the game last night versus oklahoma state because they would have been still in the running for the playoffs. So how could they have announced him as their future head coach when you're yeah. going to the playoff? Yeah, that's a really good point. The, their fate last night, and maybe that's why then Lincoln Riley felt that he could say what he wanted to say at that point, knowing that his fate was about to change. But yeah, I, I, think, I think you're absolutely right. It really would have been difficult to sit on this for a week. But because it did kind of no, come it would have been longer. Like, imagine if they win the Big Twelve championship. How can you say like, "All right, I'm leaving. Let's go try to win a national championship"? Yeah, that would. That's. There would still be the question of whether how they would could get you into quit? How could you quit and go recruit for USC? I mean, it would have literally made it impossible. It would but have literally your, made it impossible. But to your tweet. And your point is that Lincoln Riley was not happy with the way that the, of of Oklahoma going to the SEC, 
And so competing in a season where, you know, it's, it's the point, the point I'm trying to make is it's a bigger picture thing. This decision wasn't made because they lost to Oklahoma state last night. Correct. So I'm just, even, I'm just saying is yeah. that, is that because of the timing of the early signing period, that wouldn't have been until after they played their, they would have played their first playoff game first. So if they had won, right. And if then they, they got get, to the playoff. Yeah, but yeah. well, if they had beat, if they had won last night and then won the Big 12 championship, they were going to the playoff because of Oregon lost. Because, well, well assuming no, that Alabama loses I, to Georgia, they were going to the playoff. So then how in the hell could he have taken this job while he's trying to go to the, while he's in the playoff? That would have been impossible. I st- we we'd be arguing hypotheticals, but they they would have had a chance. They definitely would have been in the conversation. I would have been curious to see how far they would have jumped up in the rankings this week to set them up for that possible playoff berth. But I I, I still think. I mean, this has obviously gone on. This just this isn't a twenty four hours sort of thing. These conversations were being had, and so a decision would have had to have been made, and maybe that would have galvanized the Sooners and brought them together for a great playoff run. But there would have been one more game, and then I think he would have been out of town. Because, again, it sure seems to be big picture sort of deal when it comes to why he's leaving Norman. That's, that seems to be the, the thing that we, we can agree on. And, and, George, you had it before really anybody about his disgust of, uh, of the leaving of the Big 12 Conference. And, again, like you're sitting there. It's just the – their path, they had a path. They probably had the easiest path of any Power 5 school to get to the playoff year in and year out, and instead they chose to leave for the SEC. And, and, and if you're a head coach, I can understand why that would be frustrating. Aaron Rodgers gets the Packers into the end zone, a touchdown pass to Randall Cobb. Extra point is good. Green Bay 20, Rams 10, 421 left to go in that one. Ralph Irvin told you about the Austin Eckler touchdown. Extra point was good. Denver, though, continues to lead the Chargers 14-7. They are at the half. Minnesota's up on San Francisco 14-7, 3.30 to go until halftime in that one. Niners have the ball in Minnesota territory, facing a first down and 10 from the Vikings 39-yard line. Told you that Jalen Hurts had a bad day. There was another quarterback that did not have a good day either. We will talk about him next. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. What up, everyone? It's Lunchbox from the Bobby Bone Show, and I'm here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get you anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my game. game. <laughs> this is Fox Red Zone Radio. And we've got the plays that you may have missed. Football to the seven-yard line of the Rams. Rodgers at a fully loaded gun. Snap Rodgers looking around. Fires it over the middle. Live to the studios of Fox Sports Radio. This is Fox Red Zone Radio. 
He's George Reister, the six-year NFL vet. I'm Dan Beyer. It is week 12 of the NFL, keeping you up to date of what is happening in these games. Rams are knocking on the door after that touchdown you just heard on the Packers radio network. It's still 20-10 to 10 Green Bay, but L.A. has its second down and goal from the Packers' six-yard line. Green Bay is out of timeout, so if the Rams don't get it in the end zone here but keep the clock going, they will be able to run some time off. They don't need to because it appears Matthew Stafford has just hit Daryl Henderson Jr. for a six-yard touchdown pass and catch, so the Rams get in the end zone. We'll give Aaron Rodgers a buck 28 to work with, though, no timeouts as they near halftime in Green Bay. We'll tell you in a bit if the extra point is good. Niners continue to drive against the Vikings. It's 14-7. 35 seconds left to go until halftime as the Vikings are up in that one, but the Niners are facing a third down and 11 from the Minnesota 30-yard line. Uh, Broncos and Chargers at the half, 14-7. Denver Drew Locke is replaced in the injured Teddy Bridgewater. Tua Tagovailoa, 27 of 31, 230 yards and a touchdown today for the Dolphins in a 33 to 10 victory over the Carolina Panthers. This is what Cam Newton did today: five of 21, 92 yards through two interceptions, had a quarterback rating of 5.8. And if you say, "Well, Cam's there for his legs," three carries, five yards, uh, did get into the end zone. The uh, Panthers only touchdown but this was not good George and I don't know how many people really believe that Cam Newton was going to make a difference but this is when Cam Newton came into the lineup a couple of weeks ago for Arizona I'm not saying that PJ Walker was their answer I just think that we have to realize what Cam is and what Cam can provide because if he's your starting quarterback for 60 minutes now you're getting 5 of 21. I don't even know how you can be 5 of 21 in that offense, especially when you're throwing no. it to your running backs half the time. I, I just – this is it, – it, it's just such a such an ugly performance from the Carolina quarterback today that I think just solidifies what a lot of people felt about Cam Newton uh, when he was a free agent, that him as the starting quarterback in the NFL anymore maybe just isn't in the cards. Bro, this was absolute nonsense. When I when I saw that line, I was like, how did how did how did he go five for twenty one? I mean, if Zach Wilson was five for twenty one, I'd be like, okay, okay, cool, I get it. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that. Um like I I get it, but how can you possibly think that like I, I don't know. How do you go five for twenty one? Like my brain won't even like recognize yeah, a veteran. Right. I mean, a veteran quarterback, a, a rookie against the New England Patriots. Okay, I get it because the, those things happen regularly, or against another top defense. But really, against 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 that, like that's what you, like that's what you had today, Cam. And now. Like that was so shockingly bad that it that it's making me rethink everything because I I do understand that the Dolphins have been much better since they have taken their defensive back coach Gerald Alexander and put him up in the booth to to help their 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 defensive coordinator Boyer they've been better since since then but five for twenty one better no absolutely not. 
and and they didn't have Christian McCaffrey who rolled his ankle in the first half, so it wasn't like McCaffrey was there getting his ten targets. However, George, that offense is set up for the running back to get a lot of catches. Yep, and to be able to only complete five passes, it, it just. Because this is comparing it. By the way, the Niners are into the end zone. Jawan Jennings, a three-yard touchdown pass from Jimmy Garoppolo. Extra point is good. So the Vikings and Niners are tied with 18 seconds left to go. Green Bay trying to drive their reviewing if Devontae Adams caught a pass in Rams territory. We'll keep you up to date on that one. But on the other side of the the coin. Hold hold on. Before we finish this. So then, so Cam Newton gets pulled. P.J. Walker goes in. Mm Mm-hmm. P.J. Walker goes five for 10 for 87 yards and a touchdown. I mean, they both had putrid days. Like, this wasn't like uh, he came in and played better. This was two bad quarterback performances. They combined 10 for 31 for 179 yards. And three and three picks. Yeah, there was no touchdown. Yeah, there was no touchdown thrown. But PJ Walker did throw an interception. I don't think it's as much about PJ Walker and him trying to be a starting quarterback, though. I, I know. I'm, how, ju- I'm yeah. just. I'm just saying that that it was so that Cam's performance was so bad that even PJ Walker's bad performance was still better. <laughs> that was the point. That's, that's that his, really good. Yeah. Yeah, fair point. That five for 10 for 87 yards and a pick (laughs) was significantly better than what Cam did. This is is why I I, I love talking about this stuff and why narratives drive us all batty when it comes to the NFL. I'm not saying I am Tua's number one fan. And, And, George, I've gone back and forth on on what the Dolphins should do at the quarterback position, but not because of the Tua, of Tua's ability. I really felt that the Dolphins should look, go through this season and then decide in the offseason what you want to do. And Tua's situation is one, by the way, the catch of Devontae Adams was not a catch. So Green Bay has its second down and 10 at the uh, 51-yard line. So the uh, Packers right now still in their own territory but uh, up three on the Rams. The point about Tua is he was 27 to 31 for 230 yards and a touchdown today, 27 to 31. And when you look at, they've been on a four game win streak. We saw him manage a game against the Baltimore Ravens on Thursday night football, a couple of weeks ago where he was very, very good last week against the jets. He was 27 of 33. Maybe Tua wasn't great, but he came in for the injured Jacoby Brissett at that point. So in the last two games that Tua has started, he has thrown 10 incompletions and has completed 54 passes. So the Dolphins have a little something going in in this. And when you look at what they are as a, as a team, they've played better. But this is all that you would want of Tua. Is he going to lead your team to a Super Bowl? No. I don't think that he's that Aaron Rodgers type of quarterback or a Tom Brady sort of guy that can put a team on his shoulders. But for what the Dolphins are doing right now, Tua has seemed to work out at least in these last two-plus games for Miami. Uh, is that Tua had well Tua got exactly what the Green Bay Packers got with Aaron Rodgers going back they got time and he's got time 
to because if he can, you know, finish out the season and they go on a, you, you know, if they can finish nine and eight after finish starting one and seven, that would be incredible. And that would bode really, really well for them having to keep him and him getting the chance to grow as their starting quarterback. The Packers are facing a fourth and four after the Rams get a stop, so they're likely going to have to settle for uh, a, a decision. Actually, the Packers are going to be punting it back to the Rams. The Rams will have two timeouts with 40 seconds left. Broncos lead the Chargers 14-7 to at the half. Vikings and Niners tied up at 14 and again. Green Bay up on the Rams 20-17 to with the Packers punting it back to L.A. Should you be rewarded for being bad or punished for being good? We'll answer that next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm sitting on the fence of something in the NFL, and I can, I can go either way, and I know it's not the thing that you want to do in sports talk radio, but I am leaning towards one way, George, and I want to get your thoughts on the NFL's playoff situation and if we are really rewarding the right teams and should we be punishing others. We'll get to that in just a bit. You heard Ralph give you the runaround of what's happening of the three late games, just one game not at halftime. That is Denver and the Chargers with the Broncos up 7, 14 to seven in that game you also may have heard Ralph Irvin tell you that Bob Stoops is going to take over as the interim head coach at Oklahoma in place of Lincoln Riley who is uh, leaving for USC so now the question becomes George when we laughed at the report that Oklahoma could be going after (laughs) Kingsbury Bob Stoops not only could Bob Stoops' name maybe be brought in as a possible return, but I almost wonder if Mark Stoops at Kentucky now could be an option if Bob Stoops is going to. It's not like hold it's on, not like Barry on, Alvarez coming down as the athletic director and being the interim head coach of a, of a bowl game like that happened at Wisconsin. This is Bob Stoops leaving his desk job for Fox on Big Noon kickoff. And I'm not saying he's, it wasn't connected to the program. It's not at all what I'm saying. But he wasn't employed like as as the you know athletic director or or running anything. And so for Bob Stoops to now all of a sudden come in, I find it find it interesting that there could be a Stoops connection that we okay. have so with look, that Oklahoma job. You know what this says, right? What's that? That Bob Stoops loves Oklahoma with all of his heart, and that. He wants to that that he clearly doesn't like this. What's what's happening to his university, like the 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 university that paid him so handsomely that he loves and all of this. So so he's like, listen, I'll come in, help write the ship and then we'll figure out whatever's next. And if we can't find a great head coach, I will coach until then. Until we can do, I'm, t- I'm telling you, like there are few coaches that have this type of, of love for a university. Like I, I believe that as well as Bama has treated Nick Saban, including the boosters to where they, he bought his house and then they bought his house from him from more, from more than what he paid for it. And then gave him, <laughs> and then he doesn't have to pay rent to live in his house. He, he's also, he's making $9 million, doesn't have to pay for his home, and then they pick up the property taxes on it too. 
Bro, so so if if he retired like Bob Stoops did, and then uh, you know, next head coach in comes in balling and then just walks out the door. Nick Saban would do this same same thing. There are a few other coaches. I bet uh, Chris Peterson probably wishes he had done the same thing at Washington. Like if the season were, I'm telling you, dude, th- this is wild. This is but very very wild for Bob Stoops to go in and become the head coach for one game, and the Oklahoma people being cool with it also tells me how much pull Bob Stoops has. And then you draw the connections to his brother at Kentucky. Hold on. There's one other thing. There's one other part to this is that, is that if Bob Stoops need needed to be named head coach, what does that say? What is Lincoln Riley taking with him to USC staff? Yeah. His staff. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Which isn't, you know, too surprising. But yeah, that would be at least at least the guys who would be that that wouldn't be ready to or would be he's taking guys that would have been able to be promoted to at least yep. serve in that role for over the next month. That is the case. Exactly. I, I, very very interesting. You wonder if Bob Stoops is feeling burned at all because of this. Oh, for sure. Yes just of handing over the program and then having – but it's not like Lincoln Riley's name hasn't been brought up with other jobs. Yeah, but he's you know, consistently said that he, you know, won't leave and all that. And I do understand this, that that stuff changes. And coaches are the only people that you can't take – like that nobody expects to take it their word. Like, like they expect them to lie. They expect them to do all of this. So, like, I don't even know why – like schools can continue to give coaches brand new contracts prior to them. I mean, because if they want to leave, they're going to leave. It doesn't matter how much the buyout is. Like if people want to pay it, they will pay it. Like there's no point. Mm -hmm. Just pay the coach what you're going to pay him. And then if somebody tries to quote unquote, still him be like, all right, well, look, well, look, bro, we will, we will give you a raise. I'm not adding extra years to your deal. I'm not adding extra guarantees. I will pay you more. If you leave, you leave because you're because if you want to leave, you're going to leave no matter what we do. Here's here's the other question. You can't beg with, somebody to stay. Who no, don't want to be there. No, you can't. But here's here's the other question, and 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 I believe that you had, had addressed this a uh, a little bit earlier. But what happens with the Oklahoma quarterback position now? Oh, if you're Caleb Williams. Oh, okay. Okay. So first thing, Spencer Rattler was going to leave like that, that he, his bags are packed big <laughs> because Caleb Williams is their starting quarterback. Yeah. Okay. So then the next portion of this is, okay. So now Bob Stoops, I'm sorry, that Lincoln Riley's leaving. Caleb Williams may be on the door, out the door with him because if you're Bob, you're like, I'm sorry, if you're Lincoln, you're saying, Ooh, I got a quarterback immediately that I know is good. I don't know this Jackson Dart kid. I think he's good, but I don't know for sure. And then if he fits my 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 system with with my temperament and all this stuff. And if you're Caleb Williams, you're saying, "Listen, I want to go to USC because I know what Bob Stoops's offense looks like. I can walk into there and be the day one starter because I, I've done it and played well." So. 
listen, if, 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 don't be surprised if you have already seen, if you Caleb Williams leaves Oklahoma and goes to USC, and you've already had the kid, Relik Brown, who uh, is one of the fastest kids in the nation, a running back who you can't tackle in a phone booth, who goes to modern day, he already uh, has been crystal balled by everybody to uh, flipping from Oklahoma commitment to USC. What about Spencer Rattler? Is he still out the door if if a new coaching staff comes in, or do you think that he would stay at Oklahoma? I I think that that I, I think that there are two two parts to it. First thing is, I think he soured on the fans with how they treated him, booing him, mm-hmm. and calling for Caleb Williams like we want Caleb. So so I think that that's one 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 thing is can he forgive the fan f- fan base? And the second thing is. He's going to want to know who the next head coach is going to be because, you know, he doesn't want this to happen again, and he wants to be somewhere where he's wanted. Yeah. There's been some talk about him maybe going to the Pac-12 if he were to transfer. Now, if, now everybody if, if could so, be that conference. may be home to, to, like, Arizona State because I do believe that Arizona State's quarter, current quarterback, Jaden Daniels, is going to leave Arizona State and go elsewhere. The 49ers are driving against Minnesota to open up the second half. It's 14-all. The Niners have the ball in the Minnesota red zone. It looked like they got inside the five-yard line, but a holding penalty against San Francisco is going to push them back. So it'll be second and goal and and a little more for San Francisco now as they it'll be second and goal from the Minnesota 18-yard line. So a big holding penalty there, but that game is tied up at 14 apiece. Denver and the Chargers continue to play midway through the third quarter. Denver still up 14 to 7 and the Packers lead the Rams 20 to 17 at halftime. I want to ask you this, George. Did the NFL make a mistake in expanding the playoffs to seven teams? Because this is this is my gut feeling on this. And this is why I said I was on the fence a little bit earlier, but I'm leaning towards one way. I think they did make a mistake. And I and I and I say that with the Bears' performance last year against New Orleans, I never thought that the Bears were a legitimate playoff team in the NFC. And now when you look at what the NFC has to offer this time around with possible playoff teams, you have the Saints and Falcons on the outside looking in at 5-6, and six, with the Vikings and 49ers, one of those teams likely to fall to 5-6 and six after this game, and also being in that log jam. Like To me, like when you think of the NFC, you're thinking of the Buccaneers, you're thinking of the, of the Packers, even though with the loss, you're thinking of the Cowboys and obviously the Cardinals who are on top. But I'm not sure that there are seven playoff-worthy teams in the NFC. And then you look at the AFC, and there are maybe eight or nine or ten players possible playoff worthy teams maybe even 12 that could be worthy of a playoff spot in the AFC and I, I just I, I look at it and while it yeah it may work out for the AFC I just hate to see the watered down aspect of it and I think when you expand the playoffs you actually made it more difficult for your second seed to advance and to, to play well you made the, the work that they had to do much more difficult I'm not a fan of the seven-team playoff in each conference format that we have now. And just looking at the NFC standings right now makes me even more want to go back to the old six-team format. Okay, see, I was – okay, so I was out on the playoff expansion for the players as it related to – well, and the season expansion because I didn't think that they got enough 
in the negotiations. I didn't think that they got additional health care. Yeah, they got some extra coins, but they didn't get an extra bye week. I, I thought it was a disaster of a negotiation as far as the players went. But now as far as, you know, the actual product, I don't really care here, here, here or there. I think that it is good, good for the revenue aspect of it, that you're going to have television. But the one thing it has done, Dan, is what it did for the NFL, the NBA last year is that you have these playoff races that are that are going to last till till the last week of the playoffs, which is what the NFL wants, is that you're not going to be able to sit and rest, you know, players in week seven, 17, because, mm -hmm. you know, you, you, you have now in the AFC, the Baltimore Ravens are in, until they finish their, their, their game, either in the one seed or not in the one seed in the AFC. So now if you're not the one seed, you don't get a buy. So now all those teams that would normally sit their players because they they have either the one or the two seed locked up, they are going to have to play those because they may be only one game up. And it, it, I think it's made the playoff race more compelling, which what the NFL wants for those week 17 and now week 18 games. I, I guess I just am on the side of I'd, I'd I'd almost rather see a good team be left out than a bad team allowed in, and I just be, I also think it protects the top of your bracket, and I think that you get better football. And in the wild card games that we had last year, someone would point to and say, "Hey, the Colts took the Bills down to the wire as a seven seed." Yeah, well, was that fair to Buffalo, who would have had a first round bye if they wouldn't, if 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 it was the old format? Like to me, that's more penalizing to Buffalo and making a team who had a really really good regular season, just maybe not the best, have to go through more. And when you see a team like the Atlanta Falcons, at first blush, George, you would say, "Are the Falcons good?" I don't think either of us would say they are. But here they are at five and six on the outside looking in of the playoff bubble and, and could be in the playoffs, depending on what happens in the Minnesota San Francisco game. I don't know all the tiebreakers, but like, that's where we are. Like I don't need to see the Falcons in the playoffs. Like there shouldn't be a scenario right now. If they reel off their, you know, final five wins and go 11 and six, then go right ahead. But it just, to me is like, we're, we're letting in some bad teams or teams that don't deserve it. And that was the one thing about the NFL is I always felt that you had quality teams, even with the stupid division winner, you know, getting an automatic bid outside of, of, of maybe the failure in certain instances with a bad division champion. You just had such a strong field. And I don't know if we I don't know if we're going to get that. I guess someone would make the argument that the AFC will look at the Colts could be left out or the Browns could be left out. And I would just say I would rather have teams that were good okay. be left out than to let bad teams in. All right, Dan. All right. I, I will. I will challenge you here. So right now, today, as it stands, you have you would have the New England Patriots versus the Ravens. I'm sorry, versus the Chargers in the first round of the playoffs. Would you be okay with that? Uh, sure. Yeah, that would be a yeah, that'd be a good game. I won't, I won't, I won't argue for the sake of my argument, but yeah, that'd be a okay. Good game. Now. Uh, I can't even give you this. Oh, actually, Green Bay at San Francisco. I'm sorry, San Francisco at Green Bay. Sure, that'd be a yeah, that'd be a interesting game. 
Okay, see, that's a 2-7 matchup, too. <laughs> but but should Green Bay have to play a game if they're the second seed? Should they have to play another team? Or or what about if it ends up being an Atlanta team that is, is that slides in there at the seventh seed because of them being five and six? I just think that we're just – it was the one great thing about the, the NFL and, and the expansion of the college football playoff and, and what it could mean. There are a whole bunch of other conversations there. I just don't think that this affected the NFL and the NFL's best teams in a great way. And that would be the, the issue that I have. And maybe you're right. Maybe we are going to care about Falcons games going down the stretch. I just right now, I liked, I liked the six. I like the two buys. I just don't – I'm not a huge fan of, of the seven playoff teams. Oh, boy. Guess what happened? Hey, the Kirk Cousins hey, interception. Uh, Debo Samuel scored for the Niners to put him up 21 to 14. That Niners team George talked about now has the ball set up in first and goal after Kirk Cousins was just picked off. So Minnesota trying to get their first possession of the second half, just a bad pass by Kirk Cousins. So the Niners will have it set up first and goal at the Minnesota three yard line. He is George Reister. I'm Dan Byer. Denver continues to hold that 14-7 lead on the Chargers, while Green Bay is up 20-17 on the Rams early in the third quarter at Lambeau. Coming up next, it was a rough day for some NFL quarterbacks and has a running back that we kind of forgot of reemerged as one of the better ones in the NFL that next year on Fox Sports Radio. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Hey guys, it's Ray from the Bobby Bone Show here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Let's go! Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the hills to the trails all over. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating, up to eight passengers, yeah. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer, check out amazing national sales event deals on RAV4s, Highlanders, and more. Visit buyatoyota.com, that's buyatoyota.com. 
Toyota, let's go places. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my dance, <laughs> Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. I'm Dan Beyer. The Chargers are in the red zone against the Broncos. They're going to have a third down and short, down seven, as they go to the fourth quarter in the Mile High City. The Vikings are driving, but down 14 to the Niners, 28-14. A little uh, pass from Justin Jefferson back to Dalvin Cook. Sets the Vikings now up inside the Niners' 10-yard line, but it's the Niners who are up two scores. And Green Bay appears to have gotten into the end zone as A.J. Dillon has scored for the Packers, 26-17. And the extra point is forthcoming at Lambeau, 7-18 to go in the third quarter. He is George Reister, the NFL vet. I'm Dan Beyer. It is week 12 in the NFL. And as we do at this time, we check in with our good buddy, who's our Fox Sports Radio NFL insider. Also hear him on the Inside the Birds podcast and on Sirius XM NFL Radio. Adam Kaplan joins us here on Fox Sports Radio. Hope the Thanksgiving was well. Adam, how are you? Guys, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, and hope you had a good Thanksgiving. No question. It's certainly been an uh, interesting day, and I was listening to you guys before your break here, and I, Dan, I would agree with you, particularly in the NFC. When, when you have an extra team you're asking for trouble in the National Football League. One of those teams is probably not going to be very good. And it's almost certain, not a lot, but it's almost certain the seventh team in the NFC will have a losing record. That's just the way it is. Now, now, if you want to argue that there should only should, should be two teams getting buys in, uh, versus one, that's another argument. But mm-hmm. I do think that this is what happens. This is why I was against having the seventh team. But in the AFC, they'll probably be all, those teams will have a winning record, you know, the five, the five, six, and the seven, whereas in the NFC, I just don't see the seventh team having a winning record. I, I and, and George, just to follow up to Adam's point, the problem that I had it, as I told George, was in the NFC you have one argument, in the AFC, as you said, you have the exact opposite. It's just about the teams that are on top. Like, are are those teams really well served for what they've done in the regular season? So it's not as much about even if the if the eight seed gets in or the seven seed ends up getting in. It's just more about what do you do to the two seed? Like, is it really fair? Was it fair for Buffalo to have to play a game last year? And you know, and the, and the same thing in the NFC with the with the Saints having to play the Bears. I don't know if it was fair to those teams, and that's that what ended up being the deciding factor for me. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, I, I, it, it's just these are the new – this yeah. is the second year of it, and this is what they decided to do. Uh, I was not in favor of it to begin with, to be honest with you, but I know from talking to coaches and front office people, they like it. It helps people keep their jobs. You know, you, when you have that extra team per conference, it's two extra teams that wouldn't have made it. Now, last year, I had a real problem with the Bears getting, and they totally backed in. 
at eight and eight. We knew they weren't going anywhere. Those are the teams you just don't want to see. It's kind of like in the NBA, the eighth, the, the eighth seed, the eighth team. You know, at the bottom, those teams aren't going anywhere. It's like you, you know that they have no chance, and typically that's what happens. Um, I was looking at this uh, Miami Dolphins team because they, they, they played the Panthers – today and obviously we can we can talk about how bad cam looked but i want to talk talk about this this dolphins team and i i got word that you know that after they came back from london that they actually moved their defensive backs coach gerald alexander up in the booth to help the defensive coordinator and then now all of a sudden this defense is better like what's going on in miami well they're blitzing they're very aggressive i think alexander did alexander play with you in jacksonville i can't remember i know he, no, I know he no, no 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 okay. no he 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 got there the year i left okay he is uh he's done a good job i remember gerald as a player but they w- what happened is They've been so passive defensively. It really exposed the corners. Um, they just they just were not aggressive. And now they're bringing it. They're blitzing. You saw against uh, Lamar Jackson, he was blitzed more than he's ever had in, in his career. In fact, it was the most, the highest blitz percentage of any game this year was the Dolphins' win on Thursday Night Football when they just went after him. They knew that was the only way they were going to get it done. And really, ever since, and they've been better. Now, offensively, they're more efficient. They're not still not great. Jaden Wall had a breakout game, certainly had a, did a great job today. They don't run it particularly well. Miles Gaskin's okay, but he's really not who you want as a starting running back. But look, they're turning their season around. I know the Eagles aren't happy with this because they have the first-round pick. It sure looked like a good first-round pick earlier in the season, but this is the tale of the season. The Panthers looked like they were absolutely a playoff team earlier this season, just like last year, and I think they were 3-2 and two or 3-1. and one. They, They've kind of fallen apart here. Cam Newton deserved to get benched. He was awful. Uh, he, I'll say this thing about Cam Newton, not to defend him. To try to learn a new offense in season is just next to impossible. Uh, but they shoehorn him in there. It, they're, he's doing the best that he can. It was, it's been a rough go. McCaffrey turns his ankle. It shouldn't be too bad, but he turned his ankle. Uh, they got blown out today. The Panthers certainly have not played as well as they, they hoped this season. Alexander Madison scored from six yards out for the Vikings, but they missed the extra point, so the Niners are up 28-20. to And Justin Herbert just threw a bad interception in the end zone, so Denver will take over first and 20, up seven early in the fourth quarter. I have a two-parter on the Colts-Buccaneers uh, yeah. game. Number Great, one. Crazy game. Yeah, yeah a- absolutely crazy. And in the first part, uh, did Frank Reich get too cute? And second of all, I know Lombardi-Lenny was a thing, but I'm shocked at how how productive he has been. I didn't think that there was any there there was a lot left with Leonard Fournette, even considering his injury history and in, in mm-hmm. college and what he had gone through. But did Wright get too cute? And and did anybody expect Leonard Fournette to do what he did with four touchdowns today? Let me take the ladder with Leonard Fournette. Okay. I can just tell you from talking to the Jaguars at the time they released him, it was not a they were being nice to say it was about James Robinson. It was about Leonard Fournette. They wanted him off the football team. They thought it was very passive. They didn't care anymore. They challenged him, and he didn't, he didn't respond. No one could really reach him. They just wondered about his love of the game. And look, there was a point. That Bruce Arians said it last year. There was a point with the Bucks last year. They didn't see it in him. And that's why Ronald Jones is playing. And then we know about uh, whatever you want to call him, playoff Lenny. And he, he's been Lombardi a, he's been, Lenny was the phrase that I right answered. right yeah. right. But he's been incredibly productive this season. He had a great game today. Now he's changed his running style. He used to be more of a downhill power runner. He now kind of gets on the tip of his toes and he runs a little differently. It's kind of an odd change in his style. But he definitely has been productive. Uh, they got it done. It was a very uh, very strange game for a game where there were sixty nine points scored. It was just really odd. A lot of turnovers. 
Uh, seven turnovers, which was bizarre. Carson Wentz played three good quarters. But what's plagued him over his career is the turnovers. And then they had the muff punt. It's just a very bizarre game. I, I thought I'd, the game did not go like I thought from a game script. It, it was not caught. I'm thinking, like, if you stop Jonathan Taylor until one series left, you're probably going to blow this team out. They didn't. It was the exact opposite. Now, they wound up winning the Bucks. I did pick them to win. But it didn't go like I thought. It was a very bizarre game to me. Um. What what's going on first thing with the with the Tennessee Titans because they lost thirty six to thirteen to to the Patriots and I know the Patriots are good but like the Tennessee Titans have had like weird losses. Well, th- see who they're putting year. out there. <laughs> yeah, George, yeah, true. They they, they, they got no AJ, AJ Brown I mean, out, Julio Jones out. George, like, how do you, do? You, could you run a four seven at least at this point of your life? You probably yes. You can go out there and play for them. They, they oh are putting out God. guys. I'm not joking. They're putting out guys, and I don't, I'm not going to name the players. They probably shouldn't be on the NFL rosters. They don't have anyone left. The two starting receivers on IR, and Derrick Henry is on IR. How in the world could they? In fact, this was a very competitive game for about two and a half quarters. Yeah, but and they just I'm, ran, I'm probably out of still better than than Anthony Fersker. Fersker's an athlete who's, who's a receiver playing tight end. He's not real big physically. The, Westbrook, Aquino's out there as an, un, an undrafted kid. Cody Hollister's about an NFL eighth receiver. He, he had a play today. Uh, the two kids that they had at running back actually ran the ball well. Foreman and Hillary were great, but the problem is they put the ball on the ground. Tannehill's struggling without his they, – they, they just they, – this, this sums up their season. On, Tuesday, on Wednesday, they had more – they had 13 player transactions due to injury. 13. Yeah. You can't win, guys. You just – I feel so bad for them. They're doing everything they can, and they just can't put out a team there. And I was shocked. I picked them to actually get shut out. And I was very surprised when it was 16-13 in the second quarter and Hilliard scored that touchdown. I'm like, I can't believe it. They're hanging in there. How, you know, they're running the ball great, and that's the only way they could stay in it. But the problem is the, the, they had four turnovers, and, and that's what decided the game. Oh. And Rook – Real quick, I wanted to ask you because this Patriots team is obviously eight and four. Yeah, they're playing and great. Mac Mac Jones had probably his best day today: three hundred and ten yards, two two touchdowns. But I I wonder, as good as Mac Jones has been playing, they've been playing really good. They've been playing great defense mm-hmm. and running the ball well around him, which helps with rookie quarterbacks. How if you traded him with any of the other first round? Uh, quarterbacks, do you think that you would get the same success or better that he's having? Well, but again, you can't. You're going to the New England system. They they run certain plays. They they ask you to do certain things. And we're talking to Brian Horry about this. It is a very hard offense to learn, and Mac Jones has been brilliant. Um, here's the thing, though. It's more about if Mac Jones had to play for another team, would it be as good? You're, you, you would probably ask him to do... You're not going to ask him to do the same things you would do with another team. It's, it's just all relative, but from a mental processing standpoint, he's been incredible. Now, I still struggle at some point. Now, today he was very efficient, no doubt. And he, the, he had to throw the ball a little bit more than they probably planned on it. But he was efficient. I do worry, I do worry about what happens when it gets super cold. It wasn't today in New England. When you've got to throw in the wind when it gets colder, that's when you wonder. But you, you, he, look, he's this landslide favorite for offensive rookie of the year. Uh, barring something unforeseen, he's going to win it. And they've had an incredible turnaround. They, they remember how bad they were to start the season, how bad they were at home. Uh, they still have to start winning at home, and they have. They won their last two games. But what surprised me is a team that's kind of turned over the roster is so good on the road. They're 2-4 and four at home, which is hard to believe with Belichick, but they're 5-0 and oh on the road. Adam Kaplan, our Fox Sports Radio NFL insider, joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. 
The Bengals surprised me today just because, Adam, they destroyed Pittsburgh in their first game, and then they did it again today. Like, like, what is it with Cincinnati? I don't even care about the Pittsburgh side of things. We talk about the Steelers maybe way more than we should. But the thing that I like about Cincinnati is they seem they can win a couple of different ways, whether it be on Joe Burrow's shoulder or mm-hmm. with Joe Mixon. But what has been the change in Cincinnati to – I mean – both times they've they've destroyed the Steelers. That's tough enough to do to a division opponent. So I was just really impressed with Cincinnati. What's the change there? Yeah, well, Pittsburgh had injuries in the first matchup, and this one, other than Joe Hayden not playing, who's their top corner, they it wasn't just that they were horrendous in offense. Don't let the final number from Roethlisberger throw you. He struggled. You know, Najee Harris, as good as he's been, you know, he's not real explosive. Uh, he's a vi- high volume carry guy. He he, he he's not going to run for a high y- yards per carry. They're just not getting it done. Um, defensively, they're a different team. They're just not as good as they used to be. And the Bengals, but we didn't talk about this. Their defense has improved greatly, folks. They were all, the first two years over their, with their defense coordinator, Lou Anaroma, at times they were non-competitive. They've made a big jump. There's no question about it. And Mixon, by the way, this is by far his best year as a professional. He's yeah. been very good. And you know the, the underreported and undiscussed story is? And I hate to say this because I've been I've crushed Mike Brown, the owner. Their offensive line has actually been solid this season. I didn't think they could be, but they actually have been good. Um, that that Eagles Giants game was very interesting. I did not think the Eagles would lose this football game. Neither did I. <laughs> and and Jalen Hurts was awful yeah, today. He, I mean, what? And it's funny because I actually should have paid attention because I've noticed this season he yo-yos a lot. Like that he like if he puts together one or two really good games or solid games, then he's going to put put together a clunker. How much of this do you think of this is who he is or that he's still young kind of building, uh, you know, his footing in the NFL? It's probably I think, George, it's probably a combination of both. Look, the Eagles, I don't want to say they reach, but they took him a lot. The grades that I got on him were third and fourth round. In talking to the Eagles about him at the time that they drafted him, which was just, it was the shocker of that draft. Because remember, nine months before they drafted Hurts, they, they extended Carson Wentz's contract. So you don't draft backups in the second round. They did something in talking to them. They said, listen, we, we drafted him to be the long-term backup for Wentz. You, know, you fast forward to uh, a year later, uh, Wentz is traded, uh, and Hurts is the starter, and that was never their plan, but... They've seen some good things with Hurts. They have the most amazing running game. They did it again. I mean, how many times could you run the ball like they did for 208 yards and lose? I mean, that's almost impossible to do. But they found a way to do it. Um, Hurts struggled, no doubt. Uh, uh, Jalen Rager struggled, the first rounder last year. Uh, There are two catches he's got to make. He doesn't do it. But despite all their problems and their turnovers, they had four. If they score in their last drive, they win the game, and they, they didn't do it. He's Adam Kaplan, our oh, Fox hold, Sports hold, Radio hold, hold NFL on. insider. Yes, go ahead, George. Shuhornick, do it. Oh, okay. What do you think about the rumors that uh, about Cliff Kingsbury to Oklahoma? I can't imagine he would do that. <laughs> Leaving a team that has a chance to win a Super Bowl to go to Oklahoma? <laughs> Why would he do that? Like what? I, like that would make I, that would be something I've never seen before. Walk away from a chance to win a Super Bowl. You know, go to go to Oklahoma. And I. Is that out there? Is that yeah, actually Schefter out there? Schefter put it out there. Yeah. Really? He would leave? Yeah. Well, this is what he put. He said that he was a target of Oklahoma, which is Oh, which well, is yeah, of thing. course. Sure. But sure. also then put that he only had one year left on his contract. Nice. That sounds like an agent sort of thing. Yeah, right? and I, I, I know, yeah. I know um, Eric Burkhardt is agent very well. I mean, it, may, it would make no sense. And um, by the way, the agent also represents Kyler Murray. I, I, 
that I give that about a half a percent of happening. Now it's it's a good way to leverage something. But now I I mean if that happened, it would be the big one of the biggest coaching upsets in NFL history. Can you imagine walking away from a chance to win the Super best Bowl. team in the NFL for. <laughs> I mean, and, 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 and I mean, think about it. Cliff Kingsbury had a losing record in college football. I'll be the first to admit I did. You know, I criticized the decision to hire him. Uh, he's done a good job of hanging in there. They've had some challenges this season. They're they're really good. Think about it. Murray doesn't play two games, and D Hop doesn't play for two games. They're still got the best record in the National Football League. It's crazy. Adam Kaplan, get him on Twitter at Kaplan NFL. Adam, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks Sounds so good, much, guys. Thanks. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. We've got scores in these three late games. Let's go to the news desk where Ralph Irvin has all the latest of what's happening in Denver and Santa Clara and also in Green Bay. What's going on, Ralph? Let's start in Denver where Teddy Bridgewater's thrown another touchdown pass and the Broncos have a 21-7 lead over the L.A. Chargers. 8.54 to play in the fourth quarter of that contest. Meanwhile, in Santa Clara, Kanae Nwongwu, 99-yard kickoff return. Failed on the two-point try, so it's still Ah. 31-26. Minnesota actually had Justin Jefferson wide open, but a little bit of a... Kirk Cousins happened. Is that what you're saying? No, it was more of a yip of a throw. We'll just yeah. put it that okay. way. It was, All right. uh, he just kind of over over tried. Uh, 31-26, the 49ers lead 446 to play in the third quarter of that contest. And then in Green Bay, the Packers have the ball first and 10 at the Rams 15 after recovering a fumbled punt by the Rams deep in their own territory. 27-17, the Packers lead right now as they look to extend that, maybe double up the Rams with a touchdown. Oh, lots going on in, in the NFL. Lots going on in college football where it appears that Lincoln Riley will be leaving the University of Oklahoma to become the new head football coach at Southern Cal. And then the reports that Bob Stoops will be replacing Riley for the Sooners Bowl game. You guys have talked a lot about uh, candidates. Don't forget that Josh Heupel and what he did in one year at Tennessee Going back to his alma mater. Volunteer fans just dreading the thought of another coaching search. Oh, gosh. Could you imagine that? That that would be heartbreak city. And then Lane Kiffin leaves Ole Miss to go back to Tennessee. No, just no, no. No, Lane Kiffin would post a a picture of a car with a Tennessee license plate. Yes. Oh, that is true. Thank you very much, Ralph. It is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Bayer. Listen, Kirk Cousins is a very good quarterback. There's just one problem. We'll talk about it next year on Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. 
Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Hey guys, it's Steve Cavino from Cavino and Rich here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with the new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer. Check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game winner I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my game. That's my game. This is Fox Red Zone Radio. And we've got the plays that you may have missed. Woo! Wisnowski kicks short. Here comes Kane Wongu from the two to the right side 20. These are the 25-30. And Kane Wongu has left the 49ers in the wake of a keen turn of speed. Touchdown! It's a 99-yard touchdown. His second this season by this unstoppable cyclone. Now. Back live to the studios of Fox Sports Radio. This is Fox Red Zone Radio. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Bayer. The highlight there, courtesy of K-Fan, Minneapolis and the Vikings Radio Network. That's when things were going good for Minnesota. Right now, not so good. San Francisco leads 31-26, to and the Vikings have just turned it over. Dalvin Cook fumbled on a first down carry with the team down five. They're late in the third quarter. Cook was bent backwards awkwardly on his leg and now is being tended to and is being carted off in Santa Clara. The good news is he's just sitting on the edge of the cart, but he is not he is not walking off. But Dalvin Cook did appear to uh, 
writhe in pain immediately after the fumble. It was recovered by the Niners. They're going to have it first and goal at the nine-yard line. But so not only did Minnesota lose the football down five, they lost their all-pro running back in Dalvin Cook. Just a, a very, very tough play for Minnesota. Who, who in my mind was trying to validate their win last week against Green Bay. And if you go on the road and you beat San Francisco, you do that. And they, they, they've been in the game. You heard the special teams touchdown that they had there. But Minnesota right now just not being able to get over the hump and losing Dalvin Cook adds uh, salt to that wound right now. And now it's up to the Minnesota defense to make a stop. Minnesota is who I thought they were. <laughs> they are the team that I thought they were. They are a 500 team. Because Kirk Cousins is a 500 quarterback, like he's a, he's a, he's the. I, I, it's hard to describe a guy like him because he is above average, yes, but but less than special, which is less than elite. Like he's definitely not special and he's not elite, but you're but you're like he's a good player. Like, he's not a bad quarterback, but there's something about it that just can't turn that corner. But speaking of turning corners, though, speaking of turning corners, the Packers, after a pick six, are now up 36 to 17 on the Rams. And I am just wondering, I'm going to ask again the same question that I ask every single week. How much better is... Matthew Stafford with the Rams better than Jared Goff with the Rams? I, I think I, I think quite a bit. Jared, Jared Goff, there's a question on if he's even an NFL caliber starter, which was also part of the reason why they well, got his rid team of him last year. Now. His team stinks Yeah, but now. he's not any good. I, I, I mean – Let's let's be honest. I mean, it's not it's not that he's in Detroit and doesn't have any. No, 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 no. I'm just asking how much better are the Rams with Jared Goff? That, I'm sorry, with Matt Matthew Stafford but, than they were because uh, we've we, we've talked about this so many times. I mean, it, it, this is no different than the debate that we had with Adam Kaplan about Zach Wilson or uh, Mike White. Like if Mike White could could be the guy, but but like, I think it's I do think it's different because Jared Goff is not the same quarterback that he was three years ago or four years ago when the Rams had one of the best offenses in the National Football League. Like Jared Goff regressed. Maybe that's on Sean McVay, but it hasn't. We haven't seen like a different Jared Goff in Detroit than we had in the last part of his career with the Rams, and. And and this is the the part of the Stafford thing where he's not there's going there's always going to be people who are critical of Matthew Stafford, and right now they are they are they are ready to go because their team's getting their their team's getting beat by Green Bay. But when when you have a pick six and you turn it and, and it re, it's a game that's thirty to seventeen and you kind of have to get back into the game, maybe you make a throw that isn't smart, but is it? You know, is that the is that the final stamp of approval? No, I don't think so. And I think that when we compare him against Goff, we it's are we comparing him to Jared Goff three years ago, or are we uh, comparing him to Jared Goff right now? Because I think that there's the Rams needed to make a change at quarterback, and Matthew Stafford may never reach the heights that Jared Goff did three or four years ago in that offense. 
But I just think it's foolish to say that Matthew Stafford isn't a better quarterback than Jared Goff is now. Because I don't know of any other team, if you went around the NFL, that would say, yeah, we'll take Jared Goff as our starter, where I think you would have a bunch of teams saying, yeah, we'll take Matthew Stafford as our starter. Yeah, I'm, I'm just talking about about what the – because I, obviously you can have a player that you believe is better, right? But what are the but what are the results like? What are the tangible, real world results? Because they're going to be seven and four after today, and let's say that this team finishes ten and ten and seven, or eleven and or I'm sorry, if they finish eleven and seven, I mean, how much? And they go and they lose in the first or second round of the playoffs. How much better are they if they're not getting better results? I got gotcha. you. Uh, it, yeah, that's it's fair. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. Packers up on the Rams, 36 to 17 near the end of the third quarter. Niners facing a third and goal. Thought they had a score, but did not happen. So now they'll have a third and goal from their own or from the Vikings' 15 yard line. Debo Samuel had to be helped off as the Niners are up five to Minnesota. And then in Denver, Patrick Sertan picked off Justin Herbert, ran it back 70 yards for a score. It's all Broncos today. They lead the Chargers 28 to seven with 4:50 left to go in the fourth. We'll wrap up these. Three Three games next here on Fox. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. The three games going on in this late window in Week 12, all hanging in the balance, but some with a little more cushion than others. Broncos trying to run out the clock against the Chargers. They're up two scores, as you heard Ralph Irvin say, 28-13. to 13. Chargers have two timeouts left, so they're going to need a stop and won't be able to stop the clock every time on this possession. Melvin Gordon gets about seven yards on the first down carry, so it'll be second and short. Chargers did get a little bit closer thanks to a touchdown pass from Justin Herbert to Jared Cook. The conversion attempt failed for the Chargers, so that's why they are down 15. As for what's happening in San Francisco, it is the Niners and Vikings, and Dalvin Cook has left the game, but that Minnesota defense did stop San Francisco. That was actually going to be my point when we started to talk about Kirk Cousins is, again, this the, the Vikings defense gives them nothing. They, they don't give them anything, and, and I'm not saying that that's unfair to Kirk Cousins, but you're right, George, in saying that Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback. Is he a great quarterback? I don't I, I, I don't think he's great. I think he's good. And I think that his numbers, he has the third best rating of, of any quarterback rating of any uh, quarterback in the NFL this season. That tells me that he's pretty good. We also know last week they went and beat, Minis- uh, beat Green Bay in Minnesota and got a big victory there. That's why I wanted this to validate them. But this is also a game where, again, they're just under the fourth quarter. They've given up 34 points. And some of those points have been because of Minnesota turnovers. I, I get all that. But there's just... Like Kirk Cousins, I think, is a good quarterback. And maybe maybe we're asking too much of him at times, George, just because there's they've got enough on offense to get things done. But for some reason, their defense just can't do anything for them. And I think that's a real reason why I, I, I'd be hesitant on, on loving the Vikings. But, man, I think that there there are pieces of there. They could just get something defensively, and then maybe everything wouldn't be on the shoulders of their quarterback. Oh, you're funny. 
You're <laughs> funny, man. Are you serious right now? It, Maybe it, we're asking does, too much of him. He doesn't Dude, turn has, the ball over. It, it, I mean, he's only thrown he threw his third interception of the season today. No, I'm I mean, just saying is that is the is that the idea maybe we're asking too much of a quarterback, the highest paid guy on the team, the uh the the guy who plays the hardest position in sports, who gets all the credit when they when they win, when when that, uh, a wide receiver makes a superhero catch. Are we do we ever ask too much of Tom Brady, too much of Aaron Rodgers, or do we con- Russell Wilson, or do we continuously just heap more responsibility on them? This is this is the difference, is we never give Kirk Cousins credit. We he doesn't deserve do. any. That's the point. See, we, we'll give it to Tom Brady or we will give it to Aaron Rodgers. We'll give it to top quarterbacks when, when they deserve it. But we don't give it to Kirk Cousins when when. What has he done to deserve it, it Dan? Last week, they, they went and they beat Green Bay, had a game-winning drive. That they were able to uh, to score thanks to his part through for three hundred and some odd yards and three touchdowns. His numbers are really good this year, but we never give him credit, even when things are good. And that that's just the issue. I'm not saying he's perfect, and sometimes his mistakes do come back and haunt his team. But we never give him credit when they actually when he actually does something well for his squad. See, but the problem is is that you you have to pile up enough well things in a row for people to give you credit. Big other otherwise they're like, yo, a broke clock is right twice a day. I mean, like, it's, so <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it's hard to give him the quote unquote credit that maybe. You know that that anybody may say that he deserves when, like, when it's it's like that um, Paul Paula Abs- Abdul song. You take two steps forward and two steps back. <laughs> you know that's what <laughs> if I that's Kirk Cousins' life in this so, scenario. Yeah, as soon as you get ready to be like, "Yo, Kirk Cousins is the ooh." Never mind. And, like, and, like as soon as you get ready to do it, he lets you down. It'll be a primetime game, and then he doesn't show up, and you're just like, I don't understand why this isn't working. Like, like he just had the opportunity to do it, and then he didn't do it. I think we're I think we're unfair to him at times. Uh, just for he never gets any okay. like think, again. They played a one o'clock Eastern time game last said. week, and and we we just are never. We, okay. Like we weren't raving over it. We were talking about the what maybe should have been an interception that wasn't. He's got an like a, two career playoff appearances. He has, you know, like he's not close to being an All Pro, and his teams regularly hover around five five hundred. So when you say he's not getting enough credit, I'm sorry that may, maybe we're asking too much of him. I mean, like what, 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 I mean, we, we ask more of like more, more responsibility keeps being heaped on Baker, Baker Mayfield than is the expectations of Kirk Cousins. I mean, if you, if you think about it, what are the expectations of Kirk, Kirk Cousins and his teams? So come coming into this year, what was your expectation for the playoff playoff team that they would be a playoff team? Oh, then 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 me and me and you had two totally different expectations. What were your I, expectations? Eight and nine or nine and eight. I mean, if that if that amounts to a playoff team in the in the NFC, then so be well, it. Now in but, today's NFL, it might. 
Yeah. So so like I expected them to be nine and eight, which may or may not be a playoff team. But I didn't expect anything elite or, you know, greatness out of them because of Kirk Cousins. And so I will ask you again, Dan, because you didn't answer me. Is that is, is that how many times, though, do we like every single year, no matter what happens, injury, uh, being without tackles, do we consistently heap more, um, heap more responsibility on, you know, on Patrick Mahomes, on Tom Brady, on Josh Allen now, on Dak Prescott? Yeah, we we put it on all those guys. Yeah, so we continuously yes. heap more on them. So to ask, are we at? Are we? You know, expecting too much or demanding too much from Kirk Cousins? The answer is no. But when Dak throws for 300 yards against a bad Falcons team, like he did a couple of weeks ago, we say, Dak MVP, look at what Dak's doing. Dak, Dak this, Dak that. That's what happens. Like that's oh what, my God. like we immediately we do we do it, and we don't we don't talk about what happened the week before when they won without him or the week before or the, you know two weeks before that w- when they won without him or the week before we was bad against Denver we go Dak that's Dak that's Dak being Dak Dak doing Dak things we only say Kirk Cousins doing Kirk Cousin things when things go bad we never ever give him credit for anything that's the difference it's not that Kirk Cousins. Uh, is perfect because he's not. And there are issues in prime time. But in a one o'clock game that Dak Prescott had a couple of weeks ago against the Falcons, we are ready to anoint him as the MVP of the league. When Kirk Cousins throws for 341 and three touchdowns against arguably the best team in the NFC and their arch rival last week, no one bats an eye. And so now they're in a game against San Francisco, which, by the way, the Vikings are driving down eight with 12 minutes to go without Dalvin Cook now, who's done for the day because of a shoulder injury. That's what they're officially calling it, is we aren't giving credit to Kirk Cousins for any of this. And that's the part of the Cousins conversation that I think is unfair to him. I think the primetime record and what what he does is legit, but we don't give him like him and Baker Mayfield to me, aren't even in the same category because of Kirk course. Cousins had a much better Kirk career Cousins is better than Baker yes. Mayfield. Yes. And, and, and so like those sort of things, but I, I, I don't think that they're comparable, but when I see what Minnesota is doing right now to try to get back into this game and to try to, to try to score and maybe pull even with San Francisco and what could have a big effect on their playoff, okay. you know, situations that's okay. we're, we're not okay, gi- since, we won't give him credit since since now you are the defend you you have now been anointed the Kirk Cousins uh defender fan club president <laughs> so now so now I, I'm not even gonna bother with with names like Patrick Mahomes Tom Brady Dak uh, you know, play, players that we're confident, Aaron Rodgers, that we're confident that are, that are better than than him, right? So, so I'm gonna throw out some names, and you tell me, would you take Kirk Cousins or this guy, right? Okay. We we we've already established that Baker Mayfield's a no. <laughs> so, um, Derek Carr, Derek Carr or Kirk Cousins? Hmm, that's a pretty good comp. And I really like Derek Carr. I I would I I can I can I have a middle? Can I be happy with with either of them? If I had to take an edge, I guess I'd I'd take uh I'd take Kirk Cousins. 
I'll take I'll take Cousins. I'll give you an answer. I'll take Cousins. Uh, I would take Derek Carr because Derek Carr is a better leader, and the players like him way way better. And at least he does win some primetime games. Um, Carson Wentz or Kirk Cousins? Oh, Cousins, absolutely. Yeah, I I, I would too. I'm not a big Kirk Cousins guy. Um, geez, Jimmy Garoppolo or Kirk Cousins? Oh, Kirk Cousins, absolutely. The the, the numbers pale in comparison. Yeah, Garoppolo numbers. With that. Um, Tua or Cousins? The cousins. This is not even, like I think you you have the argument of of is Kirk okay. Cousins a top I one ten more quarterback? I have one nope. more for you. Okay, all right. I actually, sorry, sorry, sorry. Two, Matt Ryan or Kirk Cousins? Oh, career? Yes. Ryan has the MVP. Ryan has the MVP and the probably, Super Bowl appearance. In, yes, and in, in that in that season. <laughs> Played very very well, <laughs> but it, Matt Ryan Matt Ryan went higher than Kirk Cousins has gone in his career in that one season. I would All say right, that final final guy, Ryan Tannehill or Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins, no doubt. I mean, the the, the Titans made their playoff run, and what Tannehill had you know eighty eight yards passing in one of yeah, the games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would agree with that. So but so now so, so like now that's the, what I'm saying is that is that he's an upper. Like he's a somewhere between ten and thirteen quarter quarterback when you when you factor in some of the young guys that you don't have enough data on for, you know, like even whether whether it's Herbert or Burrow or like guys that you don't have a big enough sample size on yet. So if when you factor in those guys, he's like ten to fourteen probably. So he's in the upper half, but he's also he's so good that the only thing that you're going to have better is a special or an elite quarterback, and that makes it frustrating because you're like there have been plenty of Kirk Cousins who've won Super Bowls, but Kirk Cousins just isn't Super Bowl guy. And that's and that's kind of my point in all of this is that if Minnesota had a better defense, and maybe we're winning certain games then we would look at maybe Kirk Cousins a little bit differently. And, and just the fact that we're having a discussion, and you said that Kirk Cousins, in your mind, is between 10 and 14 of quarterbacks in the NFL, you're now talking about a borderline top 10 quarterback in the NFL who no one says any good things about. And right now they're facing a fourth and goal at the Niners' three-yard line, 9.09 to go. They are down eight. We will tell you what happens is they do end up putting the ball in Kirk Cousins' hand, and he ends up overthrowing Justin Jefferson. Maybe not the best pass for my argument. However, however, I'll say that maybe the Vikings should have kicked a field goal. No, the, See, exactly. We were asking too much of Kirk Cousins. We should have uh, just, they Kirk, why just you kicked do the this field goal. Me, they asked too much of him. They asked too much of him to, 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 to complete this fourth down right, right out here. Nope. Too much. Kick it the way he's not asked. The way there's too not too much responsibility heaped upon a guy making over thirty million dollars a year. Okay. Oh, oh man, he's George Reister. I'm Dan Bayer. Two games left. The Broncos ended up beating the Chargers, twenty-eight to thirteen. I have a big, big apology to make, George. A big, big apology. Oh, I'm I'm ready to accept it. But it's not to you. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Bayer. We'll tell you about it next year on Fox Sports Radio. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Hey guys, it's Ray from the Bobby Bone Show here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Let's go! Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the hills to the trails all over. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating, up to eight passengers, yeah. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer. Check out amazing national sales event deals on RAV4s, Highlanders, and more. Visit buyatoyota.com. That's buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my dance, <laughs> Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. He's George Reister, the six-year NFL vet. I'm Dan Beyer. Chargers got a win against, or excuse me, the Broncos got a win against the Chargers, 28-13. It was one of our three late games. The two others still going on right now. The Niners are up on the Vikings, 34-26. San Francisco trying to chew clock and move the football as Elijah Mitchell has just carried the ball into Minnesota territory with 4.30 and counting. Minnesota has just one timeout. As for what's happening in Green Bay, the Packers are up on the Rams, 36-25, 7.20 to go in that one. Rams do have the ball, just getting a first down at the Green at the 
their own, excuse me, 30-yard line. So it'll be first and 10. Rams do have two timeouts in this game, but Green Bay is up by 11. 49ers have run for 193 yards today against Minnesota. And while the Vikings did not convert on that fourth and goal, their defense has not helped them either. On a third and four, San Francisco was able to convert. And now, as I mentioned, uh, the Niners are running the ball down Minnesota's throats. And Minnesota only has one timeout left. There's a chance they may not get the football back as the Niners are sitting there up eight, now facing a second down and one. So, George, I told you that there was an apology that I needed to to hand out. Okay, and I, and I told you I was ready to accept said apology. <laughs> and the, the apology goes out to one... Ryan Bershinger, our executive producer, and also the host of our Fantasy Hits and Misses, because last hour, I didn't go to him. We got caught up with Adam Kaplan, and then we got on another topic, so we did not get our Fantasy Hits and Misses last hour. Don't worry, though. They're coming at you right now. Sorry. Say, go, 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 go. <laughs> Fantasy Hits <laughs> and uh, Misses. Bursh, I'm sorry it wasn't because you were giving baseball signings in the last update. It was just that we got we got caught up with stuff. And, uh, yeah, anyway, the Packers have just sacked Matthew Stafford on a third and ten. It'll be fourth and long with under seven minutes to go. Bursh, the floor is yours. It's okay, Dan. I accept the MLB hot stove is very hot and somebody's got to watch it <laughs> or else it might catch fire. So I, I gladly will take that responsibility sometimes. So we've got a new top scoring quarterback on the day, and that is Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is 27 of 43 for 298 yards and two touchdowns. Also has a rushing touchdown from one yard out. He's currently QB two on the week. Josh Allen is still QB one from Thursday night. Your top scoring running back from the afternoon games here, the late games, is Elijah Mitchell. 25 rushes for 129 yards and a touchdown. Also five catches on six targets for 35 yards. Your top five running backs for the week thus far, Leonard Fournette, one, Joe Mixon, two, Cordero Patterson, three, Elijah Mitchell, four, and Dontrell Hilliard at number five. Now for wide receivers, you have a new top scoring receiver on the week, and it is Debo Samuel. And I would like to personally petition all fantasy football websites to begin considering running back eligibility for one Debo Samuel because he has one catch on four targets for 12 yards. But six rushes, 66 yards, and two touchdowns on the ground. He is currently on the sidelines, questionable to return with a groin injury. So let's hope he's all good and fine for the next coming weeks. He, he may be making his debut in the NFL MVP pyramid this week. He has been magnificent. When you talk about value to a team, something to watch for when the pyramid drops on Wednesday. Ah! <laughs> I love it. Uh, Looking at tight ends from the late games here, not much going from the late games. Jared Cook is now tight end eight, two catches on five targets for 25 yards and a touchdown. Uh, The top five tight ends for the week, Dawson Knox, number one, Jack Doyle, number two, Dalton Schultz, number three, Rob Gronkowski, number four, and Pat Fryermuth, number five. Now, looking at misses from these late games here, Cooper Cup is currently having his worst fantasy day of the season. Uh, at last, I checked four catches on seven targets for 64 yards. Did have a two-point conversion, but there is still time for your top-scoring receiver in fantasy this season. Uh, Aaron Jones was a late active for this game, has been nursing an injury. Uh, Ten rushes, 23 yards, no catches on one target. A.J. Dillon has been getting a bulk of the work there. And George Kittle, not much going for the Niners today. One catch on two targets for 13 yards. And those are your fantasy hits and misses. That's what happens when you have Devo Samuel doing everything for your uh, for your squad. 
I mean, him and Cordero Patterson this season, and, and maybe we give the tip of the cap to Cordero Patterson for the role that he ended up taking on with the Falcons. Maybe he's the one that paved the way for Debo to have this sort of effect. But even when the Niners actually got a little bit more healthier at running back George, he still is continuing to to rack up these carries as Elijah Mitchell uh, missed, I believe, his last week's game against Jacksonville. But even with him back, they're still using him. Very, very unique. And when you want to talk about value for a guy that does everything, yeah, Debo's in that conversation. Yeah, dude. It, it, it's always like interesting to see how the NFL is trending, right? Because if you pay attention, they're they're really you know trying to find as many multi-purpose players as as possible. Like that, yeah, you do have your natural position, but the fact that like if you have a running back who can not just run the football, but but also you can line him up in the slot, run some routes, all of this, that that's way more valuable than just a running back. And if you have a wide wide receiver who that then can, you know, take in end rounds or take carries like like imagine if people really understood Corderell Patterson's value, like if you had a coach who was willing to do that earlier in his career, it would have been like he would have been, you know, one of the best weapons that we've seen in the NFL. But sometimes people are scared to take those chances. And uh, yeah. And but. And it always takes a good coordinator and a good coach to be able to do it. I mean, look at what they're doing down with the New Orleans Saints, what Sean Payton is doing with Taysom Hill. Like, yes, it's unconventional. Yes, we're unclear how much value he truly has, but he's doing something right. I want to ask you this question, a quick update from the from the games. Packers up 36-25, now 3.23 to go. They're facing a second down and seven. Rams have one timeout left. So if Green Bay is able to get a first down on this series, it will all but do it. There would be an opportunity for the Rams to get the ball back, but a second and seven right now for Green Bay at the Rams' 27-yard line. The Packers are, are very close to putting this one away. The Niners have the football. It's a fourth down and two at the Minnesota 24-yard line. They're at the two-minute warning. Minnesota's out of timeouts. The Niners, I think, have like 900 yards rushing today. No, they broke the 200-yard barrier. But I would think that up eight, you still would want to kick the field goal with Robbie Gold. A fourth and two, George, in that scenario, what would you do? You're up eight, two-minute warning. Team doesn't have any more timeouts. Do you go for it to try to seal the deal, or do you kick the field goal and make it an 11-point game? How far is the field goal? Be a 40-yarder. 40, 40 oh, <laughs> field goal. Yeah, Robbie Gold. Yeah, as good as gold. Easy. If it, if, it, if it were anything over 45, nope. Nope. It's officially going to be a 42-yarder, and Robbie Gold is on the field for San Francisco. These yeah. are two five-and-five five teams that are Easy that are work. doing battle. You put the game out of reach, and, but the thing is, I would have been aggressive trying to get the first down in in the first place. But once we get inside of like around 40 yards, I feel very confident, especially with a good kicker like if like a guy like Robbie Gold who has a history of being a good kicker then yeah. yes but if but if I got you know you know Cody Parkey or you know somebody I don't trust as much 
then then no. Um then I may if it's fourth and one or two, I may end up going for it. And it's going to be Kirk Cousins time because Robbie Gold missed the forty two yard field goal. So it's set up for the Vikings quarterback. Down eight. They don't have any timeouts. Minnesota will get the football back at the their own thirty two yard line. Again, they would need a touchdown going, and a two point conversion. He's going to score a touchdown or so so he's either going to score a touchdown and then have an Aaron pass or get sacked on the two-point conversion, or he will, uh, you know, just it, – it'll be some spectacular ending to where it's like, oh, my God, that, that happened? And then they won't score. Either one of those two things will, will happen. But, but them winning this game ain't happening. Green Bay was unable to convert on a third and four. Devontae Adams appeared to catch the ball, but it had it jarred loose, and he dropped it. So Mason Crosby is on for his own 42-yard field goal attempt to put Green Bay up by 14, and it's no good. It's off the crossbar. So with 3.05 left to go, Green Bay will only hold on to an 11-point lead. While the Vikings are in 49ers territory, Minute 15 to go, a big pass to Justin Jefferson had them first down and 10 at the San Francisco 40-yard line, and then Cousins just overthrew Alexander Madison out of the backfield. Clock is stopped, so a buck 15 left to go in that game. Vikings have the football down eight. Niners have all three of their timeouts if they if Minnesota would end up scoring quickly uh, if they wanted to do that, but Minnesota out of timeout, so they won't be able to stop the clock. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Byer. Did one NFL coach play their cards wrong plus our players of the week after we go to ralph irvin at the news desk who's giving us the latest of i know i kind of just told the scores ralph but i know there's a lot going on yeah, in much. the entire world of sports as well <laughs> my bad no it is uh down to the wire clock ticking 103 2 1 uh fourth quarter the minnesota vikings down eight they have the ball at the 49 or 39 facing a third and eight and uh the pass was broken up, so it'll be a fourth and eight for Ooh. Minnesota. <laughs> Meanwhile. Should have been pass interference, by the way. I, that's all I'm going to say. Could have, should have, would have. If it had been pass interference, would Lincoln Riley be the coach at SC? Think about that. Uh, Green Bay at 36-25 lead over the L.A. Rams. 2.39 to play in that contest. The Rams trying to make a furious con- or comeback. Denver was a 28-13 winner over the L.A. Chargers. The Broncos have won three of their last four games. The new head coach at Southern Cal does appear to be Lincoln Riley. He'll leave Oklahoma after their loss last night to Oklahoma State. Bob Stoops will step in for the Sooners' likely bowl game appearance. And fourth down was a failure. It's going to be 49ers fall Ah. at 34-26 lead. 45 seconds left to play in that contest. Florida going to bring in Ragin' Cajuns head coach Billy Napier. His team 11-1 this year. He's four years in Lafayette. And a couple of finals in from the NBA. Actually, one new final from the NBA. Milwaukee won 18-100 over Indiana. The Bucs have won seven straight. Giannis, 26 points and 13 rebounds. Right now on the floor in the third quarter, Boston, a 60-59 lead over Toronto. Eight and a half to play in that contest. As we send it back now, it's Dan Beyer, George Reister on a Fox NFL Sunday. Uh, the Kirk Cousins third down pass to K.J. Osborne was clearly pass interference. 
it was clear that the defender got there before Osborne was able to even uh, get closely get his hands on the football in that ended up being the real daggers. The 49ers are taking a knee for an eight-point contest or for an eight-point victory over the Vikings. That's what's going to come from this contest, George, is that Kirk Cousins couldn't get it done on fourth down for the Minnesota Vikings. That will be the narrative, but in reality, they maybe could have if referees would call penalties <laughs> when they should be called. Kirk Cousins will what get zero credit for you? any of this stuff. What did I just tell you was going to happen? Some crazy ending or, you know, something that would just uh, be out of the ordinary, wouldn't just be a normal sort of thing, right? I told you, dude, this is who Kirk Cousins is, dude. He leaves you at the end of the game being, being like, wait, hold up. Maybe maybe it wasn't his fault. So do you know what that, that takes me back to, Dan? What's that? Um, have you ever read the 48 Laws of Power? No, I have not. Okay. So so one one of the laws of power is stay away from unlucky people. Because there are it basically says that there are people in in the world who are just unlucky. And stay away from those people and that's Kirk Cousins. Man, he got no help. From the from the uh, striped shirts in that one, that was a clear uh, see, pass I, interference. I'm telling you, dude, it's always something. It, at the uh, end, you can be like, "Well, if we just surround Kirk Cousins with the right pieces or the right things, he'll be fine." If you just surround him with the right things, and then it will always let you down. Don't worry. Packers again up 11 on the Rams at the two-minute warning. Rams will have it first down and 10 at the Green oh. Bay 41-yard line. Can we, can, can we talk about one more thing, Dan? Yeah. Is that now the 49ers are 6-5, and five, right? 6-5 mm-hmm. and five after the way that they started the season. And if the playoffs started today, they would be the sixth seed. There's not a lot of calls for Trey Lance either. And I actually thought that Trey Lance was going to be the starting quarterback winning, week one. He got he got he got hurt, yep. and then they started winning football games. So it ain't happening, pal. No, it's not. And it's two very good wins uh, in the last three weeks for the Niners. Both home wins, but to beat the Vikings today and then what they did to the Rams a couple of weeks ago on Monday Night Football, plus their domination. Last week, no, George, you weren't in, but the 49ers, remember how they had that long drive against the Rams to start the game, took up like most of the first quarter? They did yep. that again last week against Jacksonville, had a 13-minute drive to start the game, just completely wearing out teams at the line of scrimmage, and again, ran over their competition today. The 49ers are definitely a team that nobody is going to want to face in the postseason nope. with that run game. That That is for sure. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. The Rams now out of the two-minute warning out of the football again. First and 10 at the Green Bay 10-yard line. I just want to quick run down something to you, George, and what I saw with the Indianapolis Colts today. They lost to the Buccaneers 38-31 to in a contest where the Buccaneers had trailed the Colts 24 to 14 at halftime. And this is these were the possessions that this the first two possessions of the plays that the Colts ran in this game against Tampa. Coming out of halftime, again, they're up 10 against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. 
Carson wants pass. 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 Then a timeout. Carson wants pass. Carson wants pass. Carson went sacked, fumbled. Buccaneers get the ball back, go and score. Next drive. You ready? Carson wants pass. 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 Intercepted. Next drive. I refuse to believe that they did not give the ball to Jonathan Taylor that many times in a row. No way. I am telling you, Buccaneers go and score. Now it's 28-24. Next series, Carson Wentz pass. Carson Wentz fumble, recovered by Indianapolis, but there was a holding play, uh, holding penalty. Then Carson Wentz pass. Then a false start. Carson Wentz scramble and a punt. Those are the first three possessions that the Colts had coming out of halftime in a game that they led by 10. Well, as you said, with Jonathan Taylor, who is an MVP candidate, uh, who's leading the league in rushing and has been the reason why they are back in the playoff race, I understand the Buccaneers have a strength in running a, the football, but Greg Olson made the great point on the Fox broadcast to saying, you know, there, you determine sometimes, do you do your strength or do you try to go away from the strength of the other team? With the way that the Colts were ro- rolling, I can't believe that they went away from their strength. It's not all on Carson Wentz if your head coach is having you throw the ball on every single play. I think that Frank Reich got a little cute today, and it cost him against the Buccaneers. Hey, man, listen, it it is very easy for offensive coordinators to get back. I'm sorry, to get out of their groove. And, you know, because they had had he had had so much success with Jonathan Taylor, but then he's like, oh, we're passing the ball. Well, it's fine. And all of that stuff, dude, he needs to put a note in his pocket or tape it to his laptop, to his computer, his play sheet, whatever it is. He needs to put it in bold, like the way he can't miss it bigger than the rest of the plays. Uh, a note that that that's like draft draft day where he had in his pocket Vontae Mack no matter what <laughs> he needs to have in his pocket run the ball no matter what that should have been the play for the Indianapolis Colts instead they lose to the Buccaneers that brings us to our see you on Wednesdays players of week 12 our players of the week who played so well they would give the team off on Monday wouldn't have to come in until Wednesday my player of the week actually comes from that game and it is Leonard Fournette a guy that I counted out 17 carries 100 yards three touchdowns on the ground also had another seven receptions for 31 touchdown or 31 yards and a touchdown as well so Leonard Fournette gets my See You on Wednesday Player Award of Week 12. Well, my player award for Week 12, this comes... To, uh, this goes to a guy who had a wonderful game today and it's truly his coming out party and he's on my fantasy team. That is Mr. Jalen Waddle. Nine catches, 137 yards, one touchdown, 57 yard long and that was on 10 targets. Man, this dude is becoming a really good wide wide receiver. He's showing why he was drafted so high. Him and Tua clearly have some chemistry and I think that this could be the budding the 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 start of Tua gaining more and more confidence and the Dolphins are on a roll so my see you on Wednesday player Jalen Waddle 
He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. Matt Gay has kicked a 39-yard field goal for the Rams. There's 18 seconds left. They're going to try to go for the odd side and hope for the best. Packers lead L.A. 36-28. to Again, just 18 seconds remaining at Lambeau. Get George on Twitter, at George Reister. You can find me, Dan Beyer, on Twitter, at Dan Beyer on Fox. We'll give you our MVPs and a look ahead to the Browns-Ravens tonight, next year on Fox Sports Radio. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moon roof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. 
Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my game. <laughs> Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Byer. Did you have a good Thanksgiving, George? Yes, I did. Good. How about you? Yes, yes. It was very, very good. Enjoyed it. Uh, enjoyed the uh, the football on Thursday. Saturday, not as much fun, but hey, what are you going to do? What are you, you going to do? We did celebrate my wife's birthday yesterday, though, so that was very nice. Was well, a happy fun, so. birthday to the to the woman that, that, oh. that you uh, bamboozled and swindled into <laughs> marrying her. Congrats. Smoking I, actually, actually, I should be saying congratulations to you. Oh, why is that? Just because because I was able to fool her. Cor- correct. I actually <laughs> said that in my in my wedding vows. <laughs> really? Oh, that yes. was, oh, that's great. I, 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 said, I said I'm actually. Man. I said I'm actually the smartest one in the relationship because because I got her to marry marry me. So that means I'm the smartest one. We were we were able to celebrate, so that was uh, that was very good. There was some celebrating going around in the National Football League in Week 12, and with that, George, we bring you our MVPs. Let's go, baby! It's time to recap it. Your teams are wrapped here. Tackle, tackle! This is your Fox MVP. The most valuable plays from NFL Sunday. Steelers at Bengals. Burrow catches a shotgun snap. Five-step drop. It's going to float it for the end zone. And T. Higgins, he goes up. He's got it. <laughs> T. Higgins wins the battle nice. for the football. Touchdown, Cincinnati. Bengals Radio Network. Falcons at Jaguars. Here's Ryan. He wants to throw. Quick throw. Caught. Gage. Touchdown, Atlanta. Oh, my goodness. Russell Gage into the end zone his second touchdown catch of the year 92.9 the game falcons radio network titans and patriots jones is back in the pocket throws down the middle caught by Bourne. running room to the outside Ooh. as he carries to the 30 oh, and he's got the sideline it's it's away from a defender into the end zone touchdown to run after the catch touchdown patriots 98.5 the sports hub and the patriots radio network jets and texans zach wilson set to take the snap and does it's a quarterback team. He runs right, cuts it back to the left, dives for the goal line. He's in. That's a Jet touchdown. A great little cutback run by Zach Wilson. Jets Radio Network. Eagles at Giants. Zone back to throw. Looks left. Rose left. Completes it for the touchdown. Now the Eagles say no. No signal. Yes, touchdown. Chris Myrick signed off the practice squad. Gets the touchdown. WFAN Giants Radio Network. Buccaneers at Colts. Gronkowski on the left edge along with Wells. Here's the snap. Brady has the ball off running to the left. His point inside the 20. Stiff arm to the 20. On his feet to the 15. 5-3-2-1. Touchdown, Leonard Fournette. Touchdown, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Wow, is that the dagger? I hope so with 20 seconds left. 98 Rock in the Buccaneers radio network. Vikings at 49ers. Jennings slotted inside a Debo right. Kittle in line left. Ayuk out wide left on Peterson. Jimmy going to roll the pocket and throw for the end zone. Caught by Jawan Jennings. Touchdown! San Francisco! KNBR 49ers Radio Network. Chargers at Broncos. Third down and goal. Locked with three receivers wide left. Sutton wide right. Runs it. Javante Williams right up the gut and into the end zone. Touchdown, Denver. KOA 850 AM and 94.1 FM. Broncos.
Rams Radio Network. Rams at Packers. Second down and goal to go from the five of Los Angeles. Rodgers in the shotgun, Dylan to his left. Snaps A-Rod in the pocket, dumps it over the middle. He's got Dylan, breaks a tackle to the end zone. Touchdown! Troy Reader could not bring down A.J. Dillon. And the Packers extend the lead. Packers Radio Network. That was your most valuable play. Let's go. The MVPs. That's what we do, baby. From Fox Sports Radio. I want to highlight two things that happened today in Week 12 in the NFL. George Reister, I'm Dan Beyer. This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Number one, for as much as I defended Kirk Cousins today, number one, I cannot defend him lining up under the guard like he did, forcing the Vikings (laughs) to call a timeout in their game against the 49ers as the play clock was running down. Uh, It was that fourth down play where where they had the ball inside the 49ers 10-yard line trying to line up for a play and Cousins, yeah, was trying to get everybody set, ran back to the line of scrimmage and went lined up under the guard. I do not have an excuse. I do not have any explanation on why that happened. I will just have to take it and bear it. But the other thing that happened today, George, and I don't know, your your tweet about Lincoln Riley has been going crazy. I put up a tweet about Mac Jones today. Did you see the Patriots quarterback on a third and 10 scrambled for seven yards and then got up and signaled first down? Now, I know at home as we are watching the game, we have the clear advantage of seeing the yellow line and Mac Jones being three yards short of it. But it's just one of those scenarios that I just laugh because I love it when I don't love it. I laugh when DBs wave the incomplete pass when it's 20 yards overthrown like they had anything to do with it so if we're gonna mock them I'm mocking Mac Jones for sliding and being three yards short of a first down and then signaling that he got the first (laughs) oh what a day it was what a day in the NFL I love it bro I absolutely love it (laughs) (laughs) have you ever had a quarterback lineup under the wrong lineman like Kirk Cousins did um, n- not that I can ever re- remember where it was not intentional. So, bro, this is, I mean, the, you have picked your horses, buddy. You have picked your horses and you spent the entire show defending him only to be <laughs> let down, just like everybody else who does. I told you this. All I'm going to say is this, George, is if Patrick Mahomes did it with Andy Reid, people would be like, man, Andy Reid's a genius. Look at that. Had Mahomes line up under the guard. They are just doing things in Kansas City that people just don't think of anywhere else. If this was done by a Kansas City chief, we would be praising him and not criticizing Kirk Cousins like we always do. Because they would have won. (laughs) He's George Reister. I'm Dan Byer. Talk to you next week. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break 
and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-Fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.